Curtis, it's it's cool, man. For me, I get a chance to to always give back to the community here in the city. And so whenever I see somebody else getting the opportunity to give back, it does. It gives me chills down my down my arm. So how does it feel to be able to team up with Mariano's to kick off this annual grand giving program that you got going on? And how does it make you feel? It's amazing. And like you mentioned, giving back comes in so many forms and, and when it's introduced to you. With both my parents teaching in CPS, they instilled that importance of, hey, if we have the ability to help out, whether that's a ride to and from school or practice, clothes you've outgrown, or maybe we have some extra food that we can pass along to help feed some others in need, you, that can go a long way. So as a six-year-old, as a 10-year-old, as a high school student, I started seeing that early on. And now in the position where, okay, we can do even more and still here in my hometown of Chicago, partnering with Mariano's, partnering with the Greater Chicago Food Depository, it's been, it's been an honor and a privilege to be able to come back and help out in all those different ways. Yeah, I was just going to ask you that because being here in Chicago and doing it and you've traveled all over the world and, you know, you, you're able to impact, but it has to feel a little bit different when it's here back at home. Absolutely. And I've had a chance to play for seven different teams, but Chicago is home. This is where I was born. This is where I was raised. This is where I trained in the offseason. This is where I still live to this day. So those seven cities that I was a part of had that special moment during that time. And I've been able to do some things in those communities. But no matter what ended up happening, I always come back here, home of Chicago, and try to do as many things as I can in a number of different ways. And this is a big one, especially for this time of the year. The holidays are right around the corner. Everyone's looking forward to helping out where they can to try to give where they need. But then you start realizing, wow, as much as we're going to do at the Thanksgiving table, as much as we're going to do at the holiday table, there's a lot of families that aren't going to be able to do those same things. So that's why this one's that much more important to me. You said something that really jumped out to me. I saw a quote. You said kids should be thinking about what games they play in a day and not where they're going to get their next meal. That right there struck a chord with me because like you were talking about, most people are thinking about what they have to do. They're not thinking about other kids or other people that are in other situations. So to me, that right there was just so connecting to me once I heard it. I always try to reference it this way. If we if you didn't have breakfast this morning, how are you feeling? Come noon, come three, come four o'clock. You start to get a little on edge, a little cranky. And for kids, it's the exact same thing. And then we wonder, OK, why aren't they paying attention in school? Why are they causing these different outbursts? Part of it could be they didn't have anything to eat. So just like you get cranky in the workforce, they're doing the same thing in the classroom. And I always remember my mom and dad mentioning we knew when this student was going to be coming back to class after being absent because they didn't get anything to eat and they know at school they can eat and the school system does a great job but in addition to that organizations like the greater chicago food depository help fill in in those gaps especially in the summertime there's not school year round here so to find those ways to help out and just make sure a kid can just be a kid those days like you and I just going out there practicing and playing and enjoying and finding what little trouble we can get into or not get into should be the main focus, not what are we going to eat today. All right, I got to get your, your thoughts on some baseball, man. The Astros, they avoided elimination last night and take that series back to H-Town. What are you expecting in game six? Going back home to Houston is going to be big for them. I think 
the warm weather playing in the dome, as surprising as that sounds, is truly going to be a home field advantage. And typically you don't see that in Atlanta, but the temperature dropped there and those players looked cold. Very rarely do you see players look cold, but the fans had their jackets on and the players had their long sleeves on. So sometimes switching back to your familiar surroundings could be big. And for me personally, I, I just want to see Dusty go ahead and get it. I've been a huge fan of Dusty. He's had an, a ton of opportunities to be there, and this might be one of the best ones for him to do it. And who wouldn't want to see a game seven? So I hope Houston can go ahead and win game six and make it exciting to wrap up the 2021 baseball season with a game seven in the World Series. All right, so I can't ask you this then. Let's say it, it does go seven. Who you got? Who you taking? I got to go with Houston because of Dusty now. That, that's, that's the reason I'm going Houston. There's a lot of other reasons why we don't want to go with Houston, but because of Dusty, that's why I'm going with Houston. All right, man, we got to keep it local, too. When you look at the north side and these Cubs, man, it was, it was a rough season, a lot of change that happened, and we knew as Cubs fans that it was going to happen. But how does this Cubs team start to rebuild, and especially rebuild when it comes to their rotation as well? That is, to me, the main focus of what the Cubs have to do this offseason. It's going to sound silly, but you got to get healthy and stay healthy. As long as you have arms that can go out there and get you those 30 starts for the year, now we have an opportunity. We're not mixing and matching. But there are some arms that are available, and I've heard Marcus Stroman mention that Chicago is one of my favorite cities. This could be a potential place, especially someone that's played in big market. You know, he got a chance to play with the Mets. He's been to the postseason with the Blue Jays. I'm not saying he's the only option, but you want to fill in with guys like that that can come in, that can handle the media, that can handle the fan base, that can handle the pressure of needing to win and needing to win now. And the Cubs have done a great job of making their team be one of those teams that if we don't win now, the fans are going to let us have it. So they got to get back in position and be able to go for it. Well, with Jed Hoyer, he, he made that decision to go get Carter Hawkinson. So I, I want to see what he can do to kind of help rebuild this. What do you know about him and and how he could maybe be that guy that could help build what they're trying to build on the north side? I don't know a lot about him. However, one of the things I know about the Cubs organization as a whole, they're going to make sure they have every resource available to allow everyone the ability to reach their full potential. So the things that he brings to the table, it's going to be magnified because they're going to support it accordingly. They're also going to have the financial means to be able to do so. Having had traded away Bias, having traded away Bryant, having traded away Rizzo, there's the ability to rebuild, whether it's bringing those guys back or bringing guys that can be comparable to them or potentially even better than them. It's all going to be on the table. You, you run into a little bit of worry when you say, OK, all right, we've done that and we try to replace them with individuals we think can do what they can do. That unexpected is always a challenge, but when we know there's people that have proven they can do it, which is the big free agent class that's available this year, now that makes things a lot more exciting. Well, on the South side, uh, Tim Anderson, you know, really vocal, one of the, the main vocal leaders on the South side said, man, I want Tony La Russa back. I like the vibe that we have going on. How would you evaluate his first year as Sox skipper? The one thing I heard a lot from Chicago fans, especially White Sox fans, when the move was announced that LaRusso was coming in as the manager, everyone goes, oh, he's so old. Why are we bringing this old guy? The game is so young now. I said, if you win, you don't have to worry about any of that. And sure enough, that's exactly what they did. They went and won, especially in that division. That division's wide open. They should have won that division. So 
exactly what they did they needed to do. Now it's just a matter of getting over that hurdle, getting past that first round of the playoffs and giving yourself a shot to go to the World Series. They're going to be back in it again. A couple pieces here and there might be all they need, but that team is solid in that division. They should win it again next year. It shouldn't even be close, but now they got to go ahead and not only win the division, but beat teams that are good on a consistent basis, and that'll be their challenge. You know, it's also, too, and you know this, it's about staying healthy. Could you imagine if they were able to stay healthy from the beginning of the season, where they could have probably gone and how far they could have gone and just had that cohesiveness as a group? Because when you have injuries, especially to start off the season, kind of breaks up the chemistry a little bit. Some of those injuries were unique, like the Eloy Jimenez injury. That was a unique one. So we, we keep him away from the fences and all that stuff. So we don't have to worry about that. However, I think a lot of people forget that the year before was only 60 games. So this year, teams played almost three times as many games as they did the year before. So you're going to have those hamstrings and backs and calves and obliques. Next year now will be a very similar year to this year. The fans, the energy, the travel, the just impact on you. So I, I would guess that everyone should maintain. You'll see a couple little freak things if a guy gets hit by a pitch, you can't control that. But I think a lot of that soft tissue stuff should kind of even out this upcoming season. All right, Curtis, I got to ask you too, man. I know you hometown. The Bears, three-game losing streak right now. But please tell me you've seen Justin Fields and you're excited like everybody else is here in the city. One of the things I saw on Instagram this morning was play of the year. And they're talking about that play. He scrambled and made – something out of nothing and you have to have that you know you want to stick to let's throw the ball let's hand the ball let's tackle the ball but those guys that can make plays out of nothing break something is always great not only from a fan standpoint from an excitement standpoint it also keeps the defense on edge the opposition and then you can allow yourself to do all the other great things but it's going to be a challenge here for the bears Whew. it's still going to be a rough road so hopefully they can level out get back into the win column and Finish off strong. We're in a tough little stretch right now, but a loyal fan base indeed looking for some excitement, and they are definitely getting it with Mr. Fields at the helm. And outside of baseball for you, like how is it now for you to be able to look at the game? With, how is it for you to look at the game now, stepping away and have a different perspective of the game? Is it is it different? I know for me watching it, it's totally different. There's things now that I knew about the game, but if I knew back then – man, would have made me a better player. Are you seeing it that way and how you kind of break down a game of baseball? It's been fun to watch, especially as a fan and finally getting a chance to be in the stadium. All-Star game in Denver was the first time I was actually there with a lot of fans. That was great. Then I got a chance to broadcast a few games and pick up some concession stand food. That's the one thing I've been looking forward to, the nachos and the pizza and the hot dogs, all that great stuff I could smell when I was on the field but could never get. So I enjoyed that. And then from just 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 watching it and breaking down, one thing that that's really jumped at me is just how aggressive hitters are early in the account right now. I've always known statistically swinging at a zero ball, zero strike count gives your chance the best odds. And that's something I probably would have liked to have adapted a little more as my career continued to move on, especially since I was at the top of the lineup. I'm probably going to get some fastballs to hit. If I could have been a little bit more aggressive on some of those, might have been able to do a few more things. But I was very selective. I was zoned in because I was trying to set the tone for the rest of the guys in the lineup. But now guys are swinging that thing. It doesn't matter if you made it out. He made it out. It doesn't matter. If my turn to hit, 
I'm hitting right now. Who's your favorite young hitter to watch right now? Favorite young hitter right now? I would have to say that's a good one. Um, I've always had something for switch hitters. So Ozzy Albies is always great. Uh, I think he might be going through a little something right now in Atlanta. That just could be just the length of time. But anytime you could stay in the lineup day in and day out, doesn't matter if they're throwing a lefty or righty. It's always been something good. And he steals bases, which a lot of guys don't do anymore. I love to see the fact that they're running and stealing bases here in the postseason. So hopefully that starts to become more of a trend next year because you see it works. I know analytically they say, oh, the value of stealing a base isn't worth it. But most of the time when these guys are stealing bases, they come around and score runs. So continue to keep running and be on both sides of the plates. I love to see it. I appreciate you, man. For sure. No problem. Thanks for having us on here and highlighting this. Yeah.